The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast with Kevin and Lee. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing good, man. And yourself? Doing better than the Seahawks, I guess. God. Definitely better than the Seahawks offense. So, uh, yeah, last, last week was kind of brutal, right? I mean, it was like... I don't. You and I seem to be the most, uh, as far as the twelfth man rising staff. Um, you and I seem to be one of uh, two of the more logical people. Um, n- nothing wrong with the staff; they're great. They do put out great articles, but they're always very help- hopeful. And like, for instance, I always send out a list. Hey, what do you think the score prediction is going to be? And they always come back with like more. Usually, more than half of them are like, "Oh, the Seahawks are going to win." And both both of us last week were like, eh, I don't think so. And, and I'm going into this week thinking, oh, I don't think so. So, um, but, you know, we, we have an article coming out tomorrow about the staff predictions. And at least half of them, depending on you, you might be the tiebreaker, think that uh, that the Seahawks are going to win. But we'll get into the Cardinals game in just a minute. But based off what you saw on Sunday versus the Packers, do you have any hope? The Seahawks are going to defeat the Cardinals, who are an even better team probably overall. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, maybe, but if Kyler Murray plays, no, because it's I don't even I mean I, something was wrong with Russell Wilson. He was not Russell Wilson. I, I don't know. I don't understand why they didn't go to Geno Smith. I mean, just just for a change, throw throw a different look at him at least. And then maybe bring Russ. I don't even know, but it's it was it was horrible. Yeah, I think you hit on it because it's like none of us knew, none of us could know, unless you're on the Seahawks staff, how healthy Russell Wilson was going into the Packers game. And to be honest, I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I have no insight on this, but I don't know how honest Russell Wilson was with the Seahawks staff going into that game. He seems to be very prideful, which is nothing wrong with that. As far as his health, he clearly was not ready to play. Clearly. 
But I think you hit on it with, hey, you see what's happening. Why not bring Gino in? Because the score, they they first of all, they didn't score any points, but they weren't. After he threw that interception in the end zone, you can't take him out, right? At least at that point, because it's like, oh, you know, we've given up. But in the second quarter, when you see Russell Wilson throwing those out patterns and they're like three feet over the receiver's head, you got to think, maybe we should put Geno in. At least Geno would have scored seven points. I'm not saying Geno Smith's better than Russell Wilson, but Geno Smith would have scored seven points because he scored points in every game he started this year. Russell Wilson was not ready to play that game and should not have played that game. No, Russell Wilson doesn't throw the short passes very well anyway. And he wasn't throwing the long pass as well. And I heard, I'm pretty sure I heard Pete Carroll, somebody, I don't know if it was Mike Sock or somebody said, so how was Russ in the game compared to what he looked like in practice? And Pete said, oh, yeah, he was the same. Yeah, he looked like that in practice too. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and you still played him? Because that didn't look very good. But, yeah, Gino would have, you know, even just, like I said, even just to put a different look at him, it's like, oh, wait a minute, they're going with a different look. and and. You know, it's going to it's going to cause the Packers to do something different. But I mean, the defense just has to get worn out. I mean, they they're on the field for 40 minutes. It's of course, they're going to give up some points at some point. But it's just I don't know. It was it was horrible. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. I mean, it was three nothing going into the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers played. Um, you know, whether he was still having the COVID-19, well, I couldn't tell. I'm not a Packers fan, so I don't really know. I don't see them week to week. The defense was playing well, and the defense played overall, giving up 17 points to that team well enough to win the game. It was not the defense's fault. I mean, they gave up a long drive. They gave up a couple of long drives, but they didn't give up any scores really until the fourth quarter. It was 3 nothing into the fourth quarter. Um, and And, you know, the Seahawks could have had a lead. Russell Wilson threw that terrible interception that I guess wasn't called. It was called an interception, but it wasn't really an interception because he, you know, Kevin King hit the ground and dropped the ball. And that hopefully would have been 3-3. But I guess my point with, with Geno Smith is if he comes in and scores seven points within the first three quarters, it's a whole different dynamic of a football game. Because the game didn't get out of hand, like you pointed out, until the fourth quarter when the defense got tired. So Seattle could have won that game, but they they just looked terrible offensively. And I want to get your take on this because my frustration is they knew going into the game, just like they know going into the Cardinals game, that the Packers' weakness on defense, if they have one, is against the run. Or They ran 11 times with a running back. And the Cardinals are actually last in the league in average yards per rush at 4.8. But my feeling is Russell Wilson has more control over this offense than Pete Carroll or Shane Waldron do. And they're going to throw a lot against the Cardinals. Yeah. And so what's Pete Carroll been saying for the last however many years, we need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball more. And granted, we don't have Chris Carson, but we've got Alex Collins. And he's a pretty good running back. It just run the ball. I mean, I was obvious that Russell Wilson was not throwing the ball well. And you, like you said, you know the Packers are not good against the run, or they're not as good against the run. Run the damn ball. I, I don't get it. It was just a complete disaster. I, 
I don't know who's running the offense at this point. I mean, is it is Wilson checking off at the line? I, I don't know. Is he seeing something that, that nobody else is seeing? But, yeah, it's a mess. I mean, you know, the line, they did they weren't horrible, the offensive line. But I don't know, man. It was um, – yeah, you're right. I think the Cardinals are a better – they may be a better team than the Packers too. So, but – I mean, again, the defense played well. So if we get our off- offense, if they don't have Kyler Murray, our defense should be able to hold them. But then again, maybe another week with Russell Wilson playing, practicing is going to help. I don't know. As long as the Cardinals don't have Colt McCoy, because we see what he does against the Seahawks, right? Leads them yeah, to win. I, lo- <laughs> I love Colt McCoy in college, too. It's, my wife makes fun of me for that. Colt McCoy. <laughs> What was his brother's name? His brother played at Texas too, right? Yeah. Like two or three brothers, I think, that played. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it's, it was just frustrating because you mentioned Alex Collins. He averaged 4.1 yards to carry, or yeah, 4.1 yards to carry against the Packers. It, he wasn't at fault. I mean, Homer, Travis Homer had the other carriers. Like, you can't really base Travis Homer on one carry. That's usually what he gets per game, like one or two carries. Rashad Penny, of course, was a healthy enough. It's almost more offensive, right? If you're Rashad Penny, because it's like versus LJ Collier, the other first round waste of a pick that they've had. Collier gets a healthy scratch. Penny actually doesn't get a healthy scratch, but then doesn't play, period. So what does that say? Yeah, and they played Collier a couple of downs this game. It's like, what? What are you doing? I mean, <laughs> yeah, why? Why is. Oh, my God. Why is it not? Yeah, Homer gets the ball once. Homer drops that pass. And then, oh, man. I don't, Yeah, well, how is that just? I don't know. It makes no sense at all. Again, who's right? I don't know. Is is Paul Allen's sister running the show now? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, how would you have felt if I said week one after we did our podcast after the Colts win or Seahawks went over the Colts? said, so, you know what, Kevin? By week 11, or entering week 11, Ken Norton Jr. is going to be clearly the better off, uh, coordinator of the two offenses and defenses that we have uh, in Seattle. You would have been like, yeah. Lee, you're, you're a, a, an effing idiot, right? But at this point, yeah. that's what we have. Unfor- yeah, well, I'd say unfortunately, because um, at least the defense is playing well. I don't know how much Ken Norton Jr. has to do with that, to be honest with you, but uh, because it's the same defense that we've had all year. And I don't know that the schemes are any different. Um, Jamal Adams got an interception. Yay. He covered a couple guys, but as Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, I threw the ball right to him. <laughs> well, I mean, he did, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a whole lot of room to talk. He didn't play very well either. No, Even he besides didn't. that interception. Um, I mean, he, he fumbled. I mean, we could get into the the officiating. He fumbled that snap. Daryl Taylor clearly had it. Clearly had the ball. It wasn't like a tie goes to the runner when you're touching first base. It shouldn't work that way. I, I mean, I can see if, like, I know Packers fans are going to be like, well, what about the Phil Mary? That was different. I, to be honest, you know, Seattle shouldn't have won that game. Right? I mean, Golden Tate didn't have that ball. 
we were happy that Seahawks won, but that wasn't a good call either. But I'm not arguing that. But Daryl Taylor had the he was laying on the ball. I mean, and then you had several times the Packers jumped and it wasn't called. Um, I don't that block on on uh, Ryan Neal was like that could have gone either way. I mean, that was a bang bang play. The catch, the interception wasn't really an interception by rule. They still would only scored three points. They would have just tied it if anything. But that, I guess the the play and that the first drive, Russell Wilson had the first down, and it was just I know Pete said, oh you know what they, I was thinking about challenging and the referee came over, but they had started the the clock. Well, still throw the flag. That was a he made a first down. The the whole thing was weird. But the thing that bothered me the most was Daryl that that game or that play could have changed the game because that would have been in Packers territory and Taylor had the ball. It was just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, that was uh, not even the the uh, the not tie goes to Aaron Rodgers play on that one. But that's a little home cooking. But yeah, it could have been. You could say a lot of times that that play could have changed the game, but um, it may have. I mean, it's just there's there's just something. I mean, Pete, Pete, I think Pete was a little. You know, he was blaming the refs quite a bit for things, which, you know, I guess you can do that. But you got to, as they always say, you got to, you know, in boxing and all that stuff or MMA, you got to, you don't leave it in the, the ref's hands, you know, play well enough to, to uh, you know, to win the game. But, yeah, the officiating was not good. I don't, I don't know that the officiating has been all that great all season for the NFL period. It's been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just been a Seahawks thing. I mean, I'm glad I'm not a Bears fan, right? Or when they the Bears Steelers game, that was that was awful. Yeah, I mean, I guess the case could be made, you know, since the Seahawks scored zero points, um, and they didn't really get the ball into Packers territory all that much. That even if Taylor had recovered, then Russell Wilson would have taken a couple of sacks back to back, and Dixon would have had to punt the ball. I mean, that's yeah, I guess. It was just a complete breakdown on offense because DK Metcalf actually dropped a couple of passes, right? One was weird because it kind of had it knocked out of his hands. It was kind of as a drop. The other one was a little bit behind him. Tyler Lockett makes that catch. Um, So he caught, what, three of the eight targets. Uh, Lockett got targeted eight times, two, had, what, two catches. Some of those targets, like that one deep. Here's the thing with the finger. It's, It's not that Russell Wilson can't throw it deep. It's the accuracy that gets hurt. And he was not accurate in that game. And no. that that's the thing. No, I mean, when he throws those balls, I mean, the guy's running to it and it just, it, it wouldn't get, you know, and I got to ask you this, Lee, what, what the hell is going on with that Eskridge guy? I mean, the only play they run to him <laughs> and that every, and everybody sees it when they do it and they put him in and he runs that jet sweep or whatever they call it, and he comes across and he gets handed the ball. <laughs> That's the only play to run of that guy. So any film anybody, well, oh, Eskridge is in the game. Guess what he's going to do if he goes over there? I mean, what the hell? Another <laughs> another high pick that um, is pretty much worthless at this point. I'm laughing. After, his, after like... his 10 week ten week recovery from a concussion. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, no offense to people with concussion. it, it concussions. It takes a while to recover, but yeah, that took a long time to recover from. I'm laughing because it's like 
you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. Like, okay, it's obvious what's going to happen when he's in the game, the, the snaps he gets. I don't know. It was just, and then I'm Gerald Everett. I like, um, I don't blame him for not getting out of bounds on that one before the half because people are like, oh, he could have ran out of bounds where well, there were three Packers around him who were, and he was getting tackled. It wasn't like he had free reign to the sidelines. But then where is Will Disley? I don't blame Disley. It's like they don't throw him. He, he you throw him the ball, he catches the ball. I, I don't I don't get it. This is not a Ram style offense. It's a okay, sort of Brian Schottenheimer who we shouldn't have fired after all. We're trying to use elements because Russell needs to throw the ball deep instead of he can't see maybe over the middle or can't see. I'm I'm not saying it's a height issue, but Wilson does scramble less than he did when he was younger, runs around less, and, and maybe he just he can't go back. Gino was making throws he wasn't because Gino can see over the line. What do you think? Yeah, Gino can throw those. Russell Wilson, he throws the ball so hard. I mean, he slings that thing. And so when you got a short route, you know, a, sl- a short slant route or a, um, you know, a crossing route in the middle – you got to be ready for that ball because he's going to wing it in there. And he just, he's, I don't know. I don't know if he's not, it's not really that he's not accurate doing that. I don't even know what it is, but he's not a short route passer. That's, you know, and you think about it, that's why we were talking about OBJ last week. Probably why he was a better fit for the Rams is because um, as I was listening to somebody, I forget who it was saying that he's more of a route runner than a deep ball guy. and he probably wouldn't have done well here because Wilson's more of a deep ball guy than they uh, hit the route runners. Yeah. The only thing that like going back to the Rams game um, and we'll hit on the Rams for just a second in a minute, but going back to the Rams Seahawks game, just like when Wilson threw the ball, tried to throw the ball over the middle and hit Aaron Donald right in the head. That was just that stuff kind of concerns me. But I, my concern was, you know, yeah, I know that they lost Robert Woods, but, um, you know, that, that shouldn't make or break the team. But the 49ers look so much better than the Seahawks did um, against the Rams. Uh, or the 49ers look better than the Seahawks do currently based on their victory over the, the Rams on Monday. Seattle looks clearly like they're the worst team in the division at this point. Oh, yeah, the very worst. I don't know where that Niners team came from, and to be honest with you, where <laughs> that Rams team came from. That was just a disaster. But, on, I mean, kind of on both ends, because, like, uh, the 49ers, wait, what? How did they – and then the Rams? I mean, you, you lose Woods, but it was that really the difference? I mean, <laughs> I don't think so, but I tell you what, that, that – they are so scary on defense. I mean, just Vaughn Miller, Floyd, Donald, Ramsey. I mean, oh, my God. That is just – I don't even want to think about that coming up. But Yes, Seattle is 3-6 and six currently. Um, if they go 9-8 and – sounds weird to say. If they go 9-8, and eight, they might make the seventh seed in the NFC because there's a lot of mediocre teams in the NFC. That means they would need to beat the Cardinals at least once, right? And then the Rams again that they play. So they've got those three. And then Washington destroyed the Buccaneers. 
to, to be honest. So it's like you have to beat Washington. Um, not that I, you should be scared of Washington, but based on what they did against the Buccaneers, that defense, I worry about any good defense going up against the Seahawks offense at this point. I, yeah. I have no faith they can beat a team with a good defense. No, they, no I don't either because – their offense is not proficient at this point in the season. Yeah, the, and the issue isn't Chris Carson's injury. It wouldn't matter if Chris Carson were playing. They wouldn't be handing them the ball because they throw it too much. Sounds weird to say, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they come back because they're a better run-blocking team than a pass-blocking team. They come out and they run the ball against the Cardinals and they lose. At least they can say... It was, they brought up 710 ESPN when you mentioned Mike Salk. They mentioned today. It's like, you know, it's funny because uh, Shanahan looks like a genius when he runs the ball 40, 45 times a game and they win. But Pete Carroll wants to run the ball 25 times and everybody's like, oh, he's an old coach. It's like if you run the ball and you win, that's what wins games. It doesn't matter how old the coach is. Well, and you, you play what you're getting. I mean, if you're running the ball successfully, you run the ball 45 times. <laughs> If you're throwing the ball unsuccessfully against the Packers, you might want to run the ball a little bit more. But I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you have your game plan, but, you know, everybody, you would hope that a, a seasoned coach or a decent coach would adjust based on what's being given them, you know, what the defense is running or what they're being successful with. I don't just that's just me, though. Yeah, it's not like you had to give up against the run. It's not like you were getting blown out and you had to throw the ball. It was a tight game until the fourth quarter. There was you could have done whatever you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, if the if the plan is to throw the ball and it's not where every like Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Where they got punched in the mouth throwing the ball, basically, they should have started running the ball instead of more eleven times throughout the course of the game. That was just a crock. I don't, I don't know what they're seeing from Alex Collins thinking, oh, we can't run the ball with this guy. He's been successful, as successful as Carson would have been all season long. So I, I don't know. I think it's just Shane Waldron was a bad hire at this point, is what it looks like. Yeah, it's it, it may have been. Like you said, they, looking back, <laughs> shot number was not the problem. <laughs> no, actually, it was they were better, much better offense. And I don't yeah. care, even with... It didn't matter if Russell Wilson was a quarterback or not. They're actually scoring fewer points per game with Wilson than they did with Geno. And some of it's thrown off from that 31 points to the Jaguars, who ended up beating the Bills. But at least that that game was nice to see because it was like, man, they played free and easy on this one. And then they tighten up against a good team and they can't do crap because they're not good enough. I mean, I don't know what to say. But they have the Cardinals coming up. This Sunday is a must-win game, obviously. Three and seven. Season's not completely done because the rest, like I said, the NFC team, there's a bunch of mediocre teams trying for that seventh playoffs, new, new seventh playoff spot that didn't exist before this year. Um, and they, they have a chance for that. But a win would be a, the difference between a win and a loss on Sunday. I mean, I can't even it's like you go in after, if you come in, go into work on Monday and the Seahawks win, it feels like a new season. If they go in and they come out with a loss, it's like, well, same as it has been. It's a loss season. It's it's night or day on this Sunday, correct? Yeah, it's it's kind of a make or break. You're right. It's going to be the – I mean, it, technically, the season is still there. 
Here's my issue, though. You know, you, you always say, all you got to do is get to the playoffs. All you got to do is get to the playoffs. But if we get to the playoffs with this current team, it's just like last year. It's like, okay, we got to the playoffs, but we're not going to win a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, we got to the playoffs. We can we can put our, you know, NFC wild card. We can get our NFC wild card hoodie and um, – <laughs> be done with it but i mean you're not going to get anything else it's true i guess if they end up having a a bad season i mean they they don't have a first round pick but they've got a second round pick and the second round pick would be hot higher anyway maybe they can take uh malik mcdowell with that Uh, yeah yeah not not unless we trade russell wilson for a good quarterback and a couple first round picks (laughs) yeah the problem is this quarterback class kind of stinks um yeah so, I mean, Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere, but he has to play better. I mean, it just, it, I think he misled the team. He he wanted to play so badly and show that he could come back from that injury so badly that he hurt his team. He shouldn't have played on Sunday. Nope. And I it's agree. 2020 is, you know, it's, it's, you have all the hindsight in the world with that, obviously, after the game. But, but the problem I have is, and I wasn't saying, oh, you know, Geno Smith should start and maybe Russell Wilson. I did write that maybe, hey, Russell Wilson's going to be affected by the cold. I didn't think they wouldn't score any points. But at the same time, we have to rely on Russell Wilson to be honest about how he's feeling. And he clearly wasn't 100%. So a lot of that's on him, no matter he what wanted, people say. He, he wanted to play with the broken finger. I mean, yeah. he, he was out there pointing his hand going, uh, something's wrong, but he didn't run at the sidelines. <laughs> no, it's like, I know you want to play, dude. You're a great quarterback, best quarterback in franchise history, hands down, but you don't need to be playing this week. And maybe he doesn't need to play, be playing this week. We'll have to see if they come out and they have like three points at halftime. They have to make a change. Something has to change. Chris Carson isn't coming back this year. So you have to rely on Alex Collins and, not Rashad Penny, because clearly they have no trust, rightfully so, on in him and Homer. Just at least when Smith was in the game, he still used the running backs. I, Wilson comes in. If there's any danger of them not picking up a first down, he goes deep, and then it's a waste. So Michael Dixon has to have another great game. But I get I, my concern is that's what happens this Sunday is Wilson comes in wanting to prove. Oh, you know what? Week ten was. Uh, anomaly. It wasn't really a, a thing. I was, I was just, it was just the Packers defense. I'm actually good. And they end up throwing the ball 40 more times and they lose to a good Cardinals defense, especially pass defense and don't run it enough when the Cardinals, if they have one weakness on defense, it's stopping the run. Cause they give up 4.8 yards a run. That's, that's my fear. And then Seattle gets trounced again, 34 to seven. I don't care who the quarterback is for the Cardinals. That's what happens. So, I mean, what are your, let me reverse that. What's, what are your hopes for this week? I hope we win. I hope nobody gets hurt. I think, like I said, I think if Kyler Murray plays, we're going to lose. If he doesn't play, we got a chance to win. Um, And I don't even know what they haven't even said if he's playing yet, have they? No, he's still, he practiced in limited fashion yesterday. I haven't seen today in, what I was seeing, and you probably saw the same thing. Everybody can see what I see. But what I was seeing, yes, the day before yesterday was, um, um, 
Kingsbury was basically saying, nah, kind of hinting at maybe we want to hold him out this week because we have a bye week the week after and we want to save him for the the end of the season, which they still might do. But it seems iffy. He did practice in limited fashion, but he's got a, a foot injury, so it's not like he's it's not like he can run around easily. But obviously, he's still their best option because he can throw the ball well. But yeah, but they they can't. I mean, they can't keep that guy off the field to save him for the end of the, end of the season. I mean, they could lose a couple games and just screw their whole season up because the rant. God knows what's going to happen, but I don't know, man. The young the young coaches seem to be taking over this division for sure. Yeah. But I mean, they they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they're still still a good team defensively. JJ Watt is went out for the year or whatever, yeah. but they're loaded on defense. I mean, that secondary is crazy good, and they've got Chandler Jones who will probably have 18 sacks on on Sunday versus Russell Wilson. And then you know the linebacker, they they have three levels of a good defense. Um, their interior of their defensive line isn't that great, but unless Seattle comes out and was like, you know what, we are going to run the ball. We saw what they did against the Steelers, a good defense in the second half. They scored 20 points by running the ball. Then the, the Jaguars didn't really count. And the Saints, the Saints, they didn't. The Saints are good, too, but they never really established a run either. They, they just seemed so without a plan offensively. So I don't, I don't know what would change this week where it's like, oh, we've got a great plan. I don't think they will do that either. I think they're going to come out and Russell Wilson's going to say, hey, I'm, I want to show I'm healthy. I want to throw it to Metcalf and Lockett, who can't get open, and we're going to lose. I don't have any faith yeah. otherwise. No proof. Metcalf, Metcalf needs to go to the sports psychologist and get chilled out a little bit. I mean, that guy's—I <laughs> don't know what he—I don't know what his deal is, but this is crazy. <laughs> Grabbing the guy's face mask twice. twice. What the hell are you doing? I mean, I like Metcalf. I think he's, I think I do he's a too. fun person, but it's like, and I've seen him, you and I have both seen him like get upset and jaw, but I've never seen him. First of all, I don't think he knew he got kicked out of the game because watching it on TV, it's like they never announced he got kicked out of the game. I don't think he knew he did. So he came back into the huddle. I don't think it was malicious. I just don't think he knew he got ejected. Um, not that it would have mattered if he came back in because of the game, but I've never seen him react that way and my fear is he he will get frustrated by all the losses or lack of productivity and get worse and he's a good dude i think he's a good dude but i his, think he is too he, he's an underdog i mean you know he got he was grateful to get picked where he picked and he's he's shown that he's a great receiver and you know he's kind of the richard a little bit of richard sherman there a little bit you know i got a little chip on my shoulder because i got you know picked down the line and i'm 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 showing that I'm better than that, you know, and, and I thought he had changed a little bit because when he played it, when we played the Saints, he got in Lattimore's head yeah, and he, he kept his, he kept his cool. He got in his face and he jawed with them a little bit, but he kept his cool. And I'm like, okay, great. He's figured out how to do that, how to play that mental game and not get overly emotional about it. And then last week I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, it's uh it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean he he was getting frustrated but it, you know, he's the anti Tyler Lockett who's not going to ever say anything, right? Cuz Yeah. You know, I mean I think they're both good people. Lockett seems like if he had never played football, he's just a good dude, right? A good yeah. human being. Yeah. But I don't know. So um I th- I think they're going to be 3 and 7 at the end of this week. I mean, my prediction was I think I had it 
34, no, 24, 10 Cardinals. Um, so you have a prediction for Sunday? I'm going to say it's at home, right? It's in Arizona, isn't it? Is it in Arizona? We should know this having a podcast. I will check real fast. I know, right? No, it's at home. It's a, it's okay. in, uh, yeah, it's in Seattle. So that's what, a, that's what three points technically was. That what Tec- they do? Well, but He's, you know, you and I both know that this, this, the way this goes is Seattle wins in Arizona, and then the Cardinals come and beat the Seahawks in Seattle, right? That's how it's happened yeah, that's, in there. Yeah, I'm gonna say 2017 Seattle. Nice. Okay. Good. Now, you put us out with the difference. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, if Kyler, Kyler Murray plays, I'll stick with it. I'll, I'm not gonna give two. I'll just go with 2017. Yeah, that sounds Seahawks. good. I have two two hopes to kind of, you know, I still have the Cardinals winning, but two hopes for that and two hopes for the future. Jordan Brooks and Trey Brown are going to be really good on this defense for a long time. Dude, Trey Brown is going to – he's going to be the guy. Because mm. he, he plays I with the Brooks chip, too. right? Yeah. It's like, hey, and this that's exactly what they need. And he doesn't back down for a challenge from a challenge. And Brooks's issue was, you know, in coverage. But, man, he – as opposed to Bobby Wagner, who normally does it with when AJ Dillon was running, Brooks just stood that guy up. Yeah, and he does not miss tackles. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think Trey, Trey Brown. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be a good one. Yep. Because he played on he played on a pretty good defensive team too in college. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we'll see. They need the. Freddie Swain to return punts where he has like 20 yards in front of him when he has a chance to return a punt. Maybe that's something. Nothing against Swain because I think he's decent, but he dropped the ball, not literally, against the Packers when he could have run. But if he gets some, he needs to put the offense in better position than he was able to or did on Sunday versus the Packers. But anyway, that's our show. Kevin has the Seahawks winning. Hopefully that's the case. I have the Cardinals winning. But as always, Kevin has the last two words. Go Hawks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.